Across the Board Sports is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Daily prop bets for all kinds of sports where thousands of dollars are up for grabs every single day. Want free money? Use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Download the free app in the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. And don't forget, use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Across the Board Sports, unique sports coverage. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Across the Jags podcast. If you're listening in for the first time, we appreciate you here. Make sure to go follow, like, interact with us on Twitter. It's Across the Jags. If you're one of our loyal listeners, welcome back. So, episode four, Ahoy Minshew. We're going to recap the Tampa Bay game. We are going to discuss the QB change at halftime. What should we do with Nick Foles? Then we'll get to the mailbag segment. A surprise guest or two will drop in to say hello, and we'll finish with Big Cat Calling. So let's get things started. Jacksonville drops to 4-8 and eight with their loss to Tampa Bay, 28-11. Jameis Winston went 21-33 for 33 with 268 yards. Surprisingly, no interceptions and no touchdowns. Peyton Barber led the rushing attack for the Buccaneers with 17 rushes for 44 yards. He also scored two touchdowns. Brashard Perryman, five receptions on six targets for 87 yards. Not a whole lot going through the air for the Buccaneers, as three early scores came from turnovers by Nick Foles on his first three drives. Um, Nick Foles was 7 for 14, 93 yards. He had an interception, and that was enough for Marone. He benched him at halftime. The fans wanted Minshew, and they got him. He came in, he was 16 for 27 on 147 yards. Uh, He had a touchdown, but he did have an interception that was on the goal line, and it was right through D.D. Westbrook's hands. Should have been a touchdown. Um, D.D. Westbrook went five catches on eight targets, 60 yards. He also had a touchdown. Leonard Fournette, he carried the ball 14 times, 38 yards. He also contributed in the catch game. He had nine of them for 53 yards. I did say Foles ended his first three drives in turnovers, which did lead to Tampa Bay touchdowns. If you didn't watch the game, it was probably a good thing. Started out pretty rough. Um, On the first drive, rookie linebacker Devin White stopped in front of Westbrook, and he intercepted a pass. Uh, They took advantage of that, and they end up scoring. Um, Jacksonville's next possession... Shaq Barrett, uh, he beat the tackle, Juwan Taylor, and he stripped Foles. Fumble, scoop, score, 14 yards, touchdown. Uh, Foles wasn't done, however. He fumbled again um, on the team's third drive, this time in the red zone. Carl Nassib, the ex-Brown, got the strip sack and the recovery. That then allowed Peyton Barber to run in for the one-yard score. And then, right before the half, Matt Gay hits a 25-yard field goal. 
bringing the score 25-0. At that point, Doug Marone had enough. Hearing the chants from the fans, he goes with Minshew. Here's what Doug Marone said about switching up quarterbacks. So we, we go in there, we play the you know the first half, and just to tell you, so I just wanted to get you know a spark, and you know it was kind of dead, and wanted to get things going, and I made the switch at quarterback. Um, I told Nick coming in, you know, as soon as I got in there at halftime, I spoke to him, and you know, we got everything ready for Gardner. Um, I haven't spoke to either quarterback afterwards. I know I'm going to get a lot of questions on it. You know what's going to happen, which is fine. Um, I'm going to tell you the answer already. I, I haven't spoken to them, and I've always believed in doing things the right way. You know, I, I've got to talk to them first. It's obviously emotional right now, and we're really disappointed. So we'll, we'll wait, and I'll talk to them before you know any announcement comes out. I just think it's the right thing to do. And it actually just came out that Jacksonville will be going with Minshew the rest of the season. Something obviously had to change. This is the fourth consecutive loss by at least 17 points. Um, I would assume more changes will be coming down the line. Is Marone's job safe? I don't know. Shad Khan wants butts in the seats. He wants fans at the game. And we know that Minshew brings that energy. And here is Minshew talking a little bit about what needs to be done for the Jaguars to uh, get a victory. Uh, move back to number two. Okay. That's, that's one thing. Gardner, you've led this team to four wins. What are you guys going to do next Sunday, you know, to get back in the win column? Yeah, uh, I think the big thing is you got to start fast. Um, you know, you look back at throughout the year, the games we win, the games that we get out, and, um, you know, get some momentum going, let our pass rushers eat, let our DBs get some easy picks, uh, and also let Leonard tote that rock, and that's when we're at our best when we can do all those things. And he's absolutely right. I think he hits on a lot of important points. Um, he said start fast. Is that a cut on Nick Foles and how they started? I don't know. Maybe. Sounds like it to me. Um, he talks about the momentum. they got to get in their groove. Uh, they don't have that. They're just dull when Nick Foles is out there. But Minshew, he likes to get them going. They feed off that. Um, he also said get your pass rushers going, um, what your DBs eat. Speaking of our pass rushers, Josh Allen he holds the new franchise rookie sack record with his ninth sack. He was tied at eight with none other than Yannick back in 2016. So, applause all around for Josh Allen. Snaps, claps, at least one bright side for our defense. All right. So, let's talk about next week. We have the Chargers coming to town. So, NFL.com is going to give us a little preview of this game. This time heading to Jacksonville. The Jaguars pretty much in the same boat at this stage as L.A. is in. Predictions are barreling your way, but let's pause and look over a few stats first. The Chargers seem to have a run game again and may want to lean on it when they line up against the Jags this week. It's Gordon. Gordon with a nice move. And Gordon seeing the field so well into Denver territory. Melvin Gordon is on a nice little run lately. That's four straight games with a yard per carry average of better than four. And now he goes up against the Jacksonville run defense that even with a solid showing last week is still giving up 5.1 yards per carry on the season, which ranks 31st. 
Stopping Tampa's run game, though, doesn't mean anyone has forgotten what they look like against teams with solid ground games, which they faced the previous three games and who each put up over 200 yards against them while toting the rock. And Gordon is certainly better than any of the backs on Tampa Bay's roster. Of course, the Jags can also be had through the air. They've been slowly slipping ever since trading Jalen Ramsey. They gave up close to 270 passing yards to Jameis Winston last week, and their passer rating allowed for the season is now over 90. And while he did throw another pick, Phillip Rivers still had a good outing against the Broncos last week. On the road in Denver. Rivers fires. He's got a wide open man. Keenan Allen will take it in. Touchdown! There were rumblings that the Chargers might turn to Terod Taylor if Rivers had another bad game. But he played well enough that he shouldn't hear much of that talk this week. The Jaguars, on the other hand, have all kinds of QB drama after Nick Foles got benched in favor of Gardner Minshew. Foles turned the ball over three times, one of them a fumble that was returned for a touchdown, and all of his turnovers were eventually cashed in for scores. Minshew didn't lead any crazy comeback, and he threw an interception. But he also led Jacksonville to its only points on the day. And here is Minshew's pass, and it's a touchdown! D.D. Westbrook! Minshew's numbers on the year are clearly better than Foles, but regardless of who is back there, they should play a big role in this game, as the Chargers' pass defense has given up the second-highest completion percentage in the NFL this season, and they've allowed a 96.6 passer rating, which ranks 23rd. They are a little better at stopping the run, especially with Derwin James back in the fold, holding ball carries to 4.2 yards per carry and 3.9 yards per carry since week six. That figure won't likely be enough to scare the Jags from feeding Leonard Fournette, though. He found little room against the Bucks, but few have this season, so expect a healthy dose of 27 in this one. Two teams both riding out the 2019 season at this point with nothing more than pride on the line. Enough with the numbers then, let's have those predictions. So, let's hear those predictions. Go ahead, get on Twitter, uh, shoot me a message. I want to know what your thoughts are for this weekend. I want to know what your predictions are. One thing is clear though, Minshew will be starting, which tells us the Jags are in win mode. They're doing everything they can right now to try and win. So they're not tanking. Um, it is clear that they're trying to win now. What is not clear is the offseason. The offseason is going to be very messy. Um, we're going to have some decisions to make with Foles. Early indications are telling me that they want to keep Foles around. Who the hell knows why. Um, but, you know, we'll see if Tom Coughlin's gone. Marone uh, is likely going to be gone. There's reports out saying that he's out the door already. But I, I would almost guess... Uh, Tom Coffin's gone, Marone, and we'll see what they decide to do with Foles. Foles has a few options on his contract. Uh, he, again, the $88 million man. We could very easily cut him. We'd have to eat $33.8 million in dead money in 2020. It can be done, but uh, it hurts more than any other moves they can make. They could trade him. Uh, which they must try to do aggressively. I'm not sure that that's going to happen. Nobody's going to want him. It's going to have to be a Brock Osweiler scenario. Um, any trade value that Foles had was done. It's dead, especially after the last three games. 
Um, the Brock Osweiler scenario, um, he was traded with a pick. And that's the only way a team was willing to take him on is they had to get, give a pick up. And we have some draft capital to give away, but it all depends on what we're trying to do. So, uh, again, if we're aggressive in the offseason to try and trade him, we're going to have to eat a little bit of dead money uh, because of his guarantees. $18.5 million, uh, which would actually give us a net relief of $4 million. Whatever team gets Nick Foles is really only on the hook for his salary, uh, not his guarantees. And it's not really an issue at $15 million. There are teams that can absorb that, like the Colts, cough, cough. Um, but then again, you know, is anybody willing to do it? Then we have teams like Cincinnati or the Dolphins that may draft a rookie quarterback. And they may want to bring a veteran in the room for some leadership for about a year or so. But if Chase Young's at the top of the board, I don't see anybody taking a quarterback over him. Um, He could always retire. He's contemplated retirement not that long ago. It would honestly be the best case scenario. Uh, his salary cap hit would be cleared. He'd be added to the reserve list. But that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, my opinion, we got to trade him, throw in some draft capital, move on. They made a mistake. I tried to tell them day one, but they obviously don't listen to this podcast, like all of you. So, trade him with some compensation. Hey, it's time for the mailbag. Oh, thank God. That other guy was starting to piss me. Hey, it's time for the mailbag. God damn it, that guy scares me. Gotcha, bitch. Oh, shit. Well, anyway, I guess it's time for the mailbag. So, this first question comes from Thomas. This is actually a Twitter DM. He wants to know, Do I have any advice for people going into their fantasy playoffs? A lot of fantasy playoffs are starting this week. That is a great question. And I am going to get somebody on the phone to help with that. What's up, dude? Hello, hello. Caleb Bacham, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> What's up? Oh, just another day. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Caleb Bacham. You can find him on Twitter at DJ He Hate Me. He's uh, stopping in to help us with our mailbag question today. So, Caleb, the first yes, question that we have from a fan is he wants to know. Do we have any advice for people going into their fantasy playoffs this week? Yeah, first of all, congrats. I know some people don't make it, um, like you and I, <laughs> for example. Damn. Uh, but uh, going uh, going burn right away. Um, but no, yeah, advice. Typically, during the regular season, um, personally, I like to play matchups as far as if a good player or receiver is going against a bad defense. Um, and I take more risks in the regular season, but for playoffs, um, I definitely think you should stick with your proven players, the players that have a big name as far as uh, Saquon Barkley, even though he's been struggling, um, and also players who have been kind of hot lately. Um, you know, Darius Slayton, people like that. Um, right. So you're not looking the, for a whole lot of risk in the playoffs? 
No, if, I, if I'm in the loser's bracket, yeah, I may take a little more risk. But if I'm in the winner's bracket, I definitely think I would play um, people I know that would produce for me, for sure. Sure. No, absolutely understand that. And a big one that I have, uh, it's pretty common, but a lot of people overlook it, is stack your defenses. You know, if you're, yeah. you're in the playoffs and you, uh, you know you're going to make a little bit of a run, go down and there's some defenses on the waiver wire. See who's playing Washington. See who's playing Miami. Um, grab those teams. They still may be on the wire. Stash them on your bench because, uh, you know, this is a play a defense, uh, you know, one week and then drop them if you have to. Yeah, you know, your defense could give you 10 easy points depending on who they're playing. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely, definitely not a bad idea. And the second one I had is looking for depth in all your position, as in really kind of securing your handcuffs. You know, how bad is it going to hurt you if uh, your big names go down? Do you have someone that can step up and fill that role, or are you done if one player gets hurt? Yeah, most definitely one injury could ruin ruin your entire season. So, um, yeah, handcuffs are important. So good luck to uh, good luck to everybody out there advancing into the fantasy playoffs. As uh, Caleb said, unlike him and I. Uh, First round pick, though. <laughs> that, that is true. Um, how about moving on here? Some fantasy sleepers to fire up this week. Yeah, so I just went through um, top three positions. Obviously, quarterback, running back, receiver. Uh, so the quarterback position, I uh, I think Sam Darnold, he's going to actually probably play well, uh, at least this week, because uh, he plays Miami at home. Um I know last week against Cincinnati, a bad team, he didn't do very well, but um, Miami gives up a lot of passing yards. So um, I definitely would, you know, try to pick him up if you don't have a good quarterback. Sure, sure, absolutely. On the quarterback slate, I have Tannehill. Uh, Five of his last six games, he's thrown multiple touchdowns. I think he scored in the 20s, and each of his last games other than last game he had 19, but then there was even a 40-point game in there. Uh, Derrick Henry is really coming on, so defenses are going to have to look out for him and then opens up the field uh, downhill. And they're playing Oakland. So I got Tannehill fired up at QB this week. What are you thinking of the RB slot? RB slot, Rashad Penny. Um, I know Carson is Seattle's number one, but um, as of the last couple weeks, Penny has been been playing pretty well. He's been kind of explosive. Plus, I, I you know I kind of heard something out of the man that football game that Carson set himself out so Penny could score. So uh, when you got a home when you got a home run ability like in your your backfield mate is giving you more touches for you to score. I mean that's always um, it's always a plus. So that, you know, Rashad Penny would be my fantasy sleeper for running back. That is inside information. You will not get information like that in other podcasts, folks. So listen up. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, for running back, I kind of went into your neck of the woods here. I uh, know you had uh, Balage for a while, and uh, he's on the IR now, so I picked up Laird, um, the white running back. I'm, you got Fitz Magic back there uh, running the offense. You never know what he's going to do. I call Miami the garbage time team. Uh, now, obviously, he's you know dependent on a, a touchdown probably, but who else is getting those carries? Probably not yeah. Miles Gaskin. He had his chance, and he's just not really coming on. So I got right. Laird going in that one. Sure. The only problem 
problem with trying to get garbage time points in Miami is there they have very few good players. For <laughs> <time>. So <laughs> be careful there. Well, this is a Jacksonville podcast, so <laughs> <laughs> touche. Do you have anybody down at wide receiver? I did. Uh, I actually mentioned his name earlier, Darius Slayton. Um, he's had the last three weeks 31 passes thrown his way. Now, I know Golden Tate and, and, and uh, Ingram have been out, but uh, like I said, 31 targets in the last three weeks. He had 31 targets in the first seven games of the year. Um, even with Golden Tate and Ingram coming back, possibly, they, they still could be out this week, but I still would give him um, give him a start. Oh, sure. No, that's a nice call. I like that call there. Well, cool. We appreciate the uh, the fantasy sleepers. You heard it here, folks. Uh, go out, fire them up. Good luck. Um, something that Caleb alluded to, that we are not going to make the playoffs, and I'm probably going to end up last in our league. So that means the fantasy punishment. <laughs> we, we've discussed it for years about making it mandatory. Everybody in the league needs to sign on and agree before uh, before it starts. So we're going to put some funny ones out there, see if Caleb came up with some, and I've got a few here. We like to hear from you guys too, so uh, give us your input if you've got some funny ones. Put them on the Twitter page. We'll uh, laugh and share in my expense on that one. So, Caleb, what do you got? Well, I actually am glad that we haven't put into play it because I got last a couple years ago, so that would <laughs> not good, but... Um, with this podcast being rated PG, um, the, my first one is called Beer Boy. Um, <laughs> it's a boy you can substitute something else if you can probably figure it out. But the loser would dress in an outfit that the champion chooses. Um, and in this outfit, um, at the next year's um, draft day, that person in their outfit must get people that belongs to the league empty when they have empty beers get them new beers <laughs> uh, and along with that they have to put all the stickers you know stickers up on the board for everybody so got empty beers and an outfit more than likely going to be a funny outfit and putting up the names for everybody <laughs> i like that just not for this not for this season <laughs> um and then yeah my second one um this one i actually saw online i thought it was pretty funny um especially because the name kind of makes it even, even more funny, but it's called Magically Delicious. <laughs> so everybody, everybody except for the loser picks one ingredient. Uh, <laughs> you stick it in a blender, blend it up, and the loser has 60 seconds to, to, to finish that. Uh, <laughs> I think that could be really funny. Um, you know, you can put in there if you don't finish it within 60 seconds, either do it again or come up with some other stuff. But uh, I thought the magic be delicious was, was pretty funny. <laughs> I, I would not want to play with our group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not kidding. There's be some Just nasty stuff. Some dog turds in the blender. Yeah, it'd be like a swamp doggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh. So I got thinking about it, and I couldn't help but remember the first one that you and I came up with, the tomato gauntlet. (laughs) (laughs) That was the year that I got last, so thank God we didn't do that. Everyone takes a rotten tomato, and the loser has to run through the gauntlet, and everyone gets their shot at them. But yeah, thank goodness we didn't do that, or Caleb would have got blasted. (laughs) So actually, Um, the the two that I came up with, uh, and I heard this, this one from somebody, is the open mic deal. It's where the, um, you know, if there's anything better than watching your friend make a fool of himself and a bunch of in front of strangers, we're all in for it. So this one, you all have to go to a comedy club 
and the loser has to get up there unprepared. You don't tell him, obviously, what's going down, but he gets up there and he has to do a skit impromptu, and then everybody laughs at him. Which funny, yeah. And then my favorite of the two is actually the fake NFL combine. (laughs) (laughs) It's so this punishment, uh, the loser has to go through the whole NFL combine process. From, they have to go get a physical from a doctor. They have to take the photo in their underwear, you know, to start out. And then they have to go through each drill, the combine. They have to record themselves. We record them doing it in all their times. Then we post it on the Twitter page. You might do that like one event per day. Some people might pull some hamstrings or something. Yeah, just just thinking about them, I sprained my duodenum. <laughs> I could run like a 13, 4, 40 probably. <laughs> I did see uh I did see where a bunch of guys made their buddy take the SAT. Mm. Actually had to sit for it. <laughs> yeah, that I, I would hate that one for sure. Oh, that's funny stuff. Well, Caleb, I appreciate you being on the pod, my man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Got to do it again. Yeah, um, we appreciate the advice. Go win your fantasy leagues now. Um, anything you want to cap off or anything you want to say to the listeners? No, um, I really think people should implement the beer boy. Um, <laughs> and I think he should pick up Rashad Penny. I know he's available in a lot of leagues, so um, if he's available, pick him up. Be a good <laughs> Again, guys, that's Caleb Bacham, uh on Twitter at DJ He Hate Me. Caleb, once again, my friend, it's always good to hear from you. Yep, thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. See you, brother. Yep, see you. All right, lads and lassies. Now it's that time to move into our favorite segment, Big Cat Calling. So if you're not familiar with Big Cat Calling, um, we're going to pick somebody. We're going to give them a prank call and hopefully get a kick out of their reaction. Today I've chosen to call one of my little brother's friends, Corbin. Um, he's a great kid, smart, good head on his shoulders. Um, the kid's a comedian, class clown, so I think he'll be perfect to play into this one. And what I'm thinking is we're going to call him and uh, tell him we're from the vet's office and everything is just going to go out of control from there. Hello, Dr. Kerner. We have a quick question. It's Thorm down here at the Duval Animal Zoo and Sanctuary. Um, we're having a particular issue with one jaguar in particular, Mr. Peanut. He's, he's not really sick, he just, he won't mate with the other female jelly bean. Do you have any suggestions? It, it's not her, it's him. Dr. Kerner? Is it because he has a micro penis? <laughs> yeah, maybe. You're not Dr. Kerner, are you? No, Dr. Kurt's son. Do you think do you, <laughs> do you think you could help us? <laughs> Retarded. Can, <laughs> can you help us? Well, hello there. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Just, uh, I'm on my break now, so I'm able to talk for 10 minutes. So. No. Was that a crazy phone call or what? <laughs> <Was> that you? 
Did you hear what I said? Yeah. <laughs> I said that yeah, I'm Kurt's son, Doctor Kurt's son. <laughs> you, you, so you're on uh, you're on my podcast across the Jags. Oh really? <laughs> I do I do a uh, prank call segment, and I just thought you'd be a hilarious one. Yeah, I uh, usually so I probably would have like led on with it a little more, but Braden's called me with those prank calls. <laughs> for, so many times <laughs> so so i kind of just like uh messed around with it a little bit and then just hung up because i was at work no that's no <laughs> problem i'll have to have you on the show sometime oh dude i think oh just as like um a guest yeah yeah that would be i would be down you should have um Braden and i on there at the same time we'd be a good duo yeah that'd be fantastic <laughs> Yeah, dude, just let us know. <laughs> I would be down. All right, so. well, hey, thanks for being a good sport, bro. <laughs> All right, again, guys, that was Corbin Shaloy. Um, you can find him on Twitter at K-S-C-H-A-L-O-I-S, K Shaloy. So go give him some Twitter love, like, follow. All right, that brings us to the end of the show. Guys, again, I appreciate you tuning in. Um, please again on Twitter it's across the Jags like follow share it with your friends Um, I appreciate all the love and support join us back here next time on across the Jags a division of across the board sports I'm your host ATM and remember I always let the cat out of the bag go Jags This podcast is also brought to you by Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is so easy to use. It's simple, it's fast, it's effective. It's the easiest way to distribute your podcast to every major platform and in the quickest way. I've gone through other websites to host podcasts, and it's a pain in the butt. Anchor does it for you. Join Anchor.fm and do your podcast the right way. And if you're looking to start a podcast, contact one of us at ATV Sports as we're looking for podcasters for nearly every professional sports team right now. If you think you'd be a good fit, you can also apply at our website, www.atvsports.net.